The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Now going, hey, everybody, thank, welcome to the fantasy, Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Sorry, we had a little hiccup at the start there. Nothing like uh, nothing like a last week. We're trying to figure out how to work the uh, how to work the system here. So anyway, everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Jensen. Joined, as always, on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. Last podcast of the season. Uh, we're just going to kind of wrap up our seasons, talk about the playoffs a little bit, talk a little bit about uh, kind of thinking about starting to prep for 22, some lessons from this season, how we feel about stuff. But uh, Jeff, I figured it'd be fun to uh, jump on with you one more uh, one more Sunday night. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I suck as a fantasy baseball player in the NFBC format, but uh, I'm good. I'm good. I, I Life is good, generally speaking. I'll, hey, I'll go that way. Grand, uh, scheme, one, one grand scheme, that's a pretty good thing. Yeah. Our Reds, our A's, they, uh, they soiled the bed this weekend. Um, or they didn't get to this weekend, I should say. Yeah. Um, but so it goes. Yeah, it was uh, it was rough. I'm afraid it's going to be a rough A's off season too. Between I think it's going to be a rough Reds off season too. Stadium and moves, and I wouldn't doubt if they decided to trade Olson or Chapman, something like that. Like I just uh, I don't know. Steve uh, Fisher, the, the owner of the team, is in a a weird place where he seems like he's trying to prove points and stuff, and it's just never something you want from your uh, from your for your owner. Right. Well, and the front office too. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty bad. Everybody, but Billy, Billy Bean's been noticeably quiet during all of this. I've uh, I think he, I've heard some stuff that he's really pissed about how the Marcus Semyon thing went down. Yep. And uh, there's some rumors that he might be, uh, he might be looking for other jobs just because he wants to have a chance to play with somebody and win. And uh, I just, I don't, I don't think that window is going to be open very long in Oakland at the moment. Doesn't he have an ownership share though? He does, and like he has an ownership share of the, I think the soccer team locally or something too, and then some other stuff. But I don't know. I imagine if he wanted to go somewhere, he could figure out a way to kind of call his shot and work it out money wise. Kind of like Theo with the Cubs, right? Yeah. You know, he, rats jumping off a ship and et cetera, et cetera. But you know, I let's let's start with uh, Chapman though. What the heck? What's going on with him? What happened to him this year? I, I don't know. Like in the first the first month or so, I was like, you know, maybe it's still the hip. He's, you know, figuring out the surgery. And obviously last season ended with the injury. But and he's like a different player right now. I mean, and everybody's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And I was like, it was. He hit 210. His OBP was 314. He had 27 homers. But the strikeout rate's scary. I mean, you figure last year was maybe just an aberration with the injury. But he – 32.5% strikeout rate this year, and he was – you know, in, in 2019, we're talking about him as a potentially, like, maybe taking that step up the MVP ladder. Like, he had 36 home runs, hit 250. The average had to come up to be in that discussion, but 
His strikeout rate was 22%. I mean, he's just, uh, I don't know. It's He swings and misses a freaking ton. Um, still hits the ball pretty hard, 14% barrel rate. But, man, the swings and misses have just gotten out of control. And I don't know. It 13% swing strike rate this year. That's way off from where he used to be in 2019. I don't know. I don't know what's up, but it's it's not good. And he seemed like he seemed like he got grew more frustrated and pissed off as the season went on. Maybe that, that probably didn't help him either. What are the odds that we're going to hear like, oh, he's been playing through this all season or so if it's not the hip, it's something else. Um, yeah. I got to so, think it's pretty high. Yeah. You would, you would think so based on like, if you look at his career basis versus the last couple of years, but I mean, I know he played 150 games. So you got to think at some point, uh, I don't know, you get 600 plate appearances. Hopefully you're somewhat healthy, but yeah, I mean, he just seemed like if you threw him up and hard, there was just, he had no chance. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like age wise, you know, this was his age 28 season. Yeah. It should be, it, you know, peaks are earlier than they used to be, but. I, 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 ex- I expect yeah. some good. I kind of thought 2020 was a wash based on, you know, not only the short season, but the fact he was hurt, but. I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty disappointing. I mean, if they if they want to trade him, his trade value definitely went way down. So I don't think they will. I think if they were going to move somebody, it'd probably be try and you know move Olson off the uh, off the career year and the you know thirty nine home runs and strikeouts way down. He had a really good year, but I don't know. Chapman still plays really good defense, so he still has a lot of like real baseball value. But I tell you what, this is a, this, this is a really rough year of him being you know playing playing full time. Yeah, I I'd agree with that. So in the main, um. Where was he? You know, he was actually discounted quite a bit because of the hip. Yeah, yeah he was th- uh, third base twenty. This was really wow. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't think it was quite that late. What was his? His ADP was maybe like the ninth round or something like that. Um, it was. You know, I'm there's uh, pick one thirty one. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about right. Well, you know, batting average is never a thing for him. There's zero speed. Yeah. So. You know, and, and if in a year and like an era where power is up, you know, if he doesn't, if he just provides power and isn't going to provide average, it's, I can see how he gets discounted a little bit, but yeah, there are some, there are some whoppers in front of him, like Moustakis, bomb, uh, boom, I, I don't know, you know, louder than a bomb, uh, Dylan Moore, all these guys went before him. Key Brian Hayes, he was hurt, but. Andres Jimenez, that was a fun one. Um, oh, that just, he just never hit the whole year. Jeff McNeil, the best outfielder in baseball, you know, <laughs> things like that, you know. <laughs> but then you got right in there, right in that range. You got Max Muncy, who was friggin' awesome. Yeah, I, I skipped over him on purpose. Yeah. That hurt just, today, though. I hope he's okay. He's not. No, it looks pretty bad, doesn't it? They said unlikely for the first round, and it sounded even more unlikely for that first game, which is Wednesday. So No, he won't play Wednesday. I, yeah, I, I mean, he was like laying on the ground and paid. I, I think it's like a – it felt to me like kind of a really badly sprained wrist or forearm, like right in there as he, as he reached in, but – yeah, that, that's I just I want everybody on the playoffs. I want everybody to be at full strength. I have no rooting interest really. With you know the A's are out, um, our Reds are out. I don't have a huge rooting interest, so I just kind of want everybody healthy and good games. And uh, I I I, I, I like to see Dodgers Giants. I just as a fan of teams that won 107, 106 games, like I'd love to see that series. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. Yeah. Um, I wanted chaos. I wanted the four way tie in the AL for the wild card. Didn't get that. <laughs> I wanted, yeah, I, I, wanted I wanted, a, I wanted a Blue Jays, I wanted a Blue Jays game tomorrow. I'll admit it. That was who I was rooting for, because um, yeah. that team is so fun to watch. I really wanted to see a, a Garrett Cole, Robbie Ray with those two offenses game is what I was hoping for, and we right. we would have we would have gotten there. They were both kind of lined up to do it, but uh, just didn't uh, didn't work out. I was hoping that was going to be the playoff, the, the wild card game rather than the Red Sox. 
Yeah, the Nationals just could not hold on to that lead. It was tough. Yeah, you just you kind of felt it was coming too. Like they're at five one. We were it was we had like that computer in my and we were watching the 49ers game on the big screen, but we had like the computer going and my wife's a big baseball fan, so she was watching that more than the football game. And it was uh at five one, we're like, maybe this is gonna work out. And just you just kind of felt it was coming and just they just like any base throw out there. For like the first time, I was really bummed out that I didn't pony up for the MLB.com package because I just have direct TV with extra innings. That's fantastic. Why don't they do the grid channel on Sundays? Is that because of football? But that isn't like, yeah, it's hundred percent because of football and so they not have like the bandwidth to put up the grids on apparently a not. Or because this is this is not the first year it's been this way. Um that seems, this is the thing that seems crazy. It does. It really is crazy. Because like when they do the like the Masters or the US Open like grid thing, they still have other sports going at the same time, don't they? I guess I've never looked. Yeah, well, it's it's because they have the grid channel for football. Um, do they just want you to watch that, or they actually don't have the technology to do both? Don't know. Hmm. But um, first thing I, I did at like twelve oh three was I put channel seven twenty on Directv, and I was like, oh, there's no grid channel because yeah, I was gonna put that in one of my TVs in the garage, and I just like I was like, oh, that kind of was like, about. MLB Network did a pretty good job of kind of jumping. No, around I was just gonna say that's game, what I yeah. tuned into. Yeah. Um, I have two TVs here and then I do add, you know, MLB network on one and the grid channel on the other, especially once the early games ended, no need for red zone anymore. Yeah. I can just watch the grid and all that at the same time. And yeah. And I, I loved it when they had Brian Kenny on. Um, I, I think he's fantastic. I, I think he's one, you know, he, he gets a lot of things. He's obviously sabermetric friendly, which is a positive for me. It followed up with Am Singer, who's not that. Right. Um, and it was less good, but that's okay. Um, you know, it, we did have we had drama down the stretch. I mean, Rays Yankees was a good game. Um, yeah. Nats Nats Red Sox obviously. Everything else kind of stunk. It was all big blowouts. Yeah, unless you're a Giants fan and you're pretty. Yeah, happy my my in laws are Giants fans. They were ever watching the 49ers game, so they like had another TV for the Giants. So it was just it was uh, it was fun chaos though. It was a good uh, good fun uh, sports day, but yeah. What about fantasy league wise? You mentioned it was a, a rough NFPC league for you year for you. It actually was for me too. I, uh, I, I, I had to go back, but I think this is the first year I did not win a league, whether it be an online or a, or a main event. It was a, it was a weird rough year and just a year. I could never get traction. I finally got there in the main event. Like two weeks ago, I got to like third and within striking distance seconds kind of fell back. I just, I couldn't get batting average all year. I couldn't find a fifth, six, seven starter. I was looking back at my results this, this, yet this morning. I was like, I just ended up throwing like a third reliever too much a lot. And I was, it really hurt me in strikeouts. Lot, I looked at the innings. There's just a lot of like crappy middle relief guys. I threw for one or two weeks. It's just hard to get by. I mean, those, those stud middle relief guys you can use for ratios and strikeouts and kind of get by, but I used too many of those. I just could never find that fifth, six, seven starter to get me some strikeouts. I just found that I looked at my, I looked at my team as I, I cycled through so many bad guys in those spots. Yeah. Did you cash? I did not. I finished uh, like three points out of third, four points out of third, something like that. So I only cash I did got in the NFPC was the uh, second chance, the Memorial Day second chance challenge. I finished right. second to Rob Silver in that. At one point during yeah, the Rob week, Silver. I had a tie for first, but he was pretty much in first the last few weeks of the season. So uh, congrats to Rob. Good player. Uh, I finished one point out of third place in the main event. Uh, was and it, I was tied uh, for third going into today. This is an Erickson tradition. Apparently, was there something that happened in the last day that that affected it? Was there some like no? That well, I didn't have any pitchers. The only so I did. There was one thing that could have you know it got to the point where I was like, okay, Carlos Estevez, you can get a win, you can get a save, and the game was, the game was tied, right? Yeah. He, so he came in in a tie game in the ninth, 
and then he gives up a walk off to Josh Van Meter. I'm like, yeah, it's funny. over. It's over. You know, did you have any pitchers that were supposed to go today that didn't because of how the like results and playoff races turned out? No, I okay. did not. Um, but uh, and I finished one. I actually finished. Now it looks like I finished two points out of the money instead of one. But I actually dropped from third to fifth. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, but you know, I, let's see. I, I hit two hundred today. I had no homers. A, home, a couple homers would have been handy. I had and stolen bases. I had one, but it doesn't matter. I was winning stolen bases already. Uh, the only pitcher that pitched today was Estevez. Kenley Jansen didn't pitch. They didn't need him to. Yeah. You know, the, the Rays crushed me this weekend. And Shane McClanahan and Shane Baz, you know, don't get guys named Shane, apparently. Um, this, this weekend, both had big leads early, and they both yanked him after three innings. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those uh, are those are tough. I and I had I I did batting average was crazy in mine. It was like it was it was like point I guess from like two fifty four to two fifty five was like five spots. It was insane. They moved around a lot. There's, there's a reason why we jumped like two or three points every day, up or down. Um, mm-hmm. I was three for thirty six today, so uh, I did not Ugh. I did not gain in batting average. Every time I flipped their box score, I was like zero for four, zero for two, and then left the game early. Zero for four, zero for it was just. I'm I like, had that in OC I'm last gonna, year. I'm gonna stop flipping through this now. I had a two for 41 last year in the OC and dropped from first to third in a 12 teamer. So that was pretty cool too. Uh, I I am the master of the last eight collapse. Yeah. I'm more of a, I'm more of like a last two weeks collapse, but yeah, it's, uh, it's hard. Like some of them you just can't plan for it. We talked last week about how do you plan for this last weekend? Like you said with, with Baz and McClanahan, it was, it's really hard to do. Like, do you not throw those guys or do you, you know, it's hard to find other guys you can throw instead because they're obviously really good pitchers. You need the ratios. You want the strikeouts, but I mean, I guess we probably knew they weren't going to go. We weren't going to go six or seven, but you hope maybe they sneak through five. But I mean, you can't blame the Rays for trying to set up whatever they want to do in the playoffs. I don't even know what they're exactly exactly they're doing or who they're setting up. But uh, I'm sure McClanahan and and Boz are, are two of the guys. I, now the Boz is on the roster. Yeah, and you know the thing is, I I got it wrong. Like the two pickups I made in that league were Austin Meadows, who I didn't even use this weekend because the Yankees were fa- or pitching two lefties against them. Yep, and they, he he's benched against lefties now. Yeah, and he, um, and he sat Friday, so I where I had him, I took him out too. Yeah, by the way, he had a homer on Saturday on my bench, so that I was know. pretty cool. Of course um, he did. Yeah, but he was one for four in that game, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, I also dropped Cole Sulcer for Shane Baz. Uh, I won one Shane Baz. Um, by the way, Cole Sulcer this week had a save against the uh, Red Sox. Okay, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Okay, he only had one save. Okay, but – one save might have been one. Now one, I got to torture myself here. One save, one save on feels like one save feels like four in the last weekend, though. Yeah, one save I would have got me. I, I'm at 61 tied with one team, and there's a team with 62, so that would have got me a full point. That yeah. would not have cashed me. Okay, right, I feel go. a little better now. Feel a little better. That's good. Um, yeah. Is there? Do you think there's a way you can figure out this last weekend or this last week? Or you think you just kind of? You fall into some bad luck. You fall into some bad luck. Is there is there something you can learn from this to kind of make yourself make your last week a little better? I mean, I don't want to be fatalist. I think that there's probably things we can learn and mm-hmm. things I probably should have known. To be fair, um, you just I mean, you really have to dig. You yeah. really have to say, okay, these guys are X number of games out. That these guys are done. These guys got something to play for. Um, you know, the the, the niche is trying to find either the team that has something really to play for or someone that doesn't care, but is still playing, you know, is, is right. playing the starters anyhow. Uh, maybe yeah, it's like, like, Minis- like, Minis- like Minnesota this weekend through guys, five innings, like Pineda got a win. I think Griffin Jack's got to pitch five shutout innings. And um, this, there's a, there's a couple teams in there, but it's hard to, 
it's hard to figure out which ones those are and it's hard to know when teams clinch. And more than anything, you talk about like Boz and McClanahan, it's hard to find other guys to pitch in those spots. Like it's not like you're looking at the right. waiver wire, like, oh, here's a guy that's going to throw 10 innings this weekend and give me 12 strikeouts. There weren't, there, none of those are showing up on the waiver wire the last week of the season. No, no, you're right. And who was it for the Rays that got a win yesterday? Um, it was someone that we are starting earlier this year and not. And I, it's Colin uh, McHugh? No, no, it's uh, someone not as good. Um, I got to find this. It's going to bug me. Again, Louis, more Patino, good luck. Luis Patino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he threw what he threw like the middle couple innings or something, right? right. As, as a guy who was a four inning starter most of the year, it's like right. one of the last how the heck do you in. throw him in there though? Like it's just the last right. week is tough. I think that it, there's probably some stuff to be learned from that. I'm not totally sure what it is, but I think you're right. I think it's that teams that need it and teams that really don't need it is the is the is the kind of the mix there and are throwing guys for for, for five or six innings, which is important. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I it was struggled there, but then uh, NFBC took over the uh, the Diamond Challenge, which is the CDM sports game for a lot of years. Um, kind of saved my season. I actually won my league there. I finished tenth overall. I think it's out of like eight nine hundred teams, so that's like thirty three hundred bucks between there. So kind of paid for Dude, my, you paid, did cash. Yeah, you know, cash there. Paid for my two main event teams and call it even, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, that was uh, I, and it was weird. I was like that was like a hundredth in the end of June and went on a huge run. It's a salary cap game where you just, it's it's kind of like season long DFS we have a salary cap to kick over but you have a set roster and you can pick you can make uh you can make 16 buys and drops during the season it's the only moves you can make um yeah it turns out to be a lot it's like one every you know 1.5 weeks or whatever it turns out to be but uh, I had a couple of buys left which not many people had I used one on Robbie Ray late in the year it didn't work really work out well I, I got his uh you know after all the great starts I got one of his bad ones in there um so I got I went from like 100th to like 10th in or in late August and never made a move from there but I uh, still finished 10th, which is there's 12 spots of cash overall. So it kind of saved me a little bit from a, a really bad financial season. The guy that won there, uh, Craig Alm, is known as Dakota Boys. He's now won two baseball overalls there and a basketball overall over the like, last like five years, too. Just like a, one of those people that nobody knows, but is an absolute monster at the salary. He's the Casey Chaw of the Diamond Challenge. He is. It's, he goes by Dakota Boys. He's the, he's the best season or salary draft hoops player I've ever seen. He's actually sent me his spreadsheets. We talk a bunch. Um, he like runs all this stuff. It, this The spreadsheet is nuts. He's like, you even use half of that, and you're going to finish in the top 25. He's just, he's really good. Really good guy, too. So uh, good to see him. He won fifty nine thousand dollars and that's not uh not a bad well, little sunday right there yeah nothing he, had, he had no moves left with like seven weeks left so just kind of uh finagled his way through it uh pretty well so it uh he had a he had a big trey turner weekend trey turner had two grand slams this weekend didn't he is that good yeah that'll that's more rbis than like a couple of my teams right there but yeah uh what about what about fab during the year did you find that there's anything that you need to do differently in fab um, i kind of went back and i you know i picked up adolis garcia the first or second week and that was obviously a huge ad 30 home runs 16 stolen bases i know the batting average fell off the second half but for a guy you picked up a free that's obviously a huge boon there but looking through everything else i just i don't know i kind of just cycled through a lot of a lot of average players didn't really get much. I don't know if I need to be more aggressive on trying to attack the really guys that are really difference makers and not. I do a lot of like the twenty thirty dollars ads, and those didn't work out this year. But um, I need to go look look back at my fab and kind of figure out that there's, if I'm doing something wrong, I need to do something a little bit different too. I think that's a good. I mean, it's obviously a good process, and you yeah. have to do that. Um, I actually have to kind of go through that and, I, and just go through every league week at a week at a time. I mean, Tyler O'Neill was a pickup in one oh, league. Actually, that's nice. He was a pick. It was a draft, a drop, and then a pickup in one league, and it was just a pickup in the other. Um, he was uh, he was a draft. He was a draft and drop in a couple of mines, and that was uh, not one that worked out well. Well, yeah, and the thing is that the reason why you 
go went after him in the first point is, is the is the lesson here. Same with Adelis Garcia. Right. You know, yes, he has a flaw. He strikes out a lot. Batting average is a problem. But he's capable of hitting for power. He's capable yeah. of running. You just take shots. I think yeah. that's the takeaway. And I liked it. I think I just dropped him because he got hurt early on in the year. And I was yeah. just one of those guys that like you you drafted because you liked, but near the end of the draft, especially in a 12 team, where you're like, oh, I can't really hold on to a guy that I took in the 24th round or whatever. But 34 home runs and 15 stolen bases later with a 285 average, which is the one thing that like I yeah, never it's a saw mega that. outlier. I never saw that yeah. coming. I mean, but I mean, you, you look at his you look at his past years and you look at the four years, he had a, over a 360 bat in three of those four years. I mean, hits the ball really hard and and um, runs really hard and yeah. yeah. And so, so huge year for year, those who grabbed him for next year. Ton, as we like to call him, yep. Tim and I do. Uh, where are you on him next year? Probably not high enough. He's probably like a early, uh, probably like a late third round guy, early fourth round, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, are you, speed, are you personally on that or is that what your guess that he's going to be? At? That's what I'm guessing is ADP. And I don't think I'm going to be there on him. I just, uh, I liked him as a um, you know a, a speed power guy who might hurt the average in the twentieth round. I don't think I could do it in the third or fourth round. Obviously, I need to, I haven't come anywhere near looking at rankings or ADP or projections. But I, I think it's going to be a little rich for my. But I tend to I tend to not end up drafting the the huge breakout guys like that uh, the next year. Sir, how dare you not have your rankings for twenty twenty two already? I should. There, I see people like. I, I saw a picture of someone. I think it was, I forget who it was, but I'm for, I apologize. But someone had their computer out in their patio. Like, oh, it's nice. I'm going to start working on my 2022 prep. And I was like, my God, no wonder I lose to you people. It's crazy. Yeah. By the way, I think the, I think the competition in the main event is in, is a lot better than it was eight, 10 years ago too. I think it's, re, it always was really good. There are, like, and the stats out there now, I mean, there are people that are insanely good. We obviously, you had Phil Dusso on the show on Thursday. and oh, so good. Uh, great show. So explain to me this though, because the competition really is, better and better and better. The information out there is better and better and better. Yes. But nobody's ever dominated like Phil has. I mean, dominated. Yeah. He won the main yeah. overall. He won the auction championship overall. He was second in the online championship. He cashed he had- every single league. Yep. Over 20 leagues. Best so you ball. take you, you take all the stuff you just said, all the big money prizes, like that's incredible. The cashing in all twenty-two leagues is by far the most incredible statement. It's insane. Yeah, it, it it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, like I've, had, just... I've had I play four teams. I've had really good years where I cashed in probably three or four, maybe four or four. I don't even know I had a four or four. Twenty-two and twenty-two is impossible. How do you have one? How do you miss like having one bad lead? I, I just. Mean, I, I think you hit on a lot of guys and you draft aggressively to get all your guys in your leagues. I mean, I think that he had, there was like, I, I think, I mean, I heard your show, but he had, there was like eight or 10 pitchers he, he focused on and six of them hit and he had them on over half his teams. I mean, he just, he believes, he believed his projections. He believed his rankings and he just went fully on. I mean, that if it doesn't work, you don't cash in any of those teams. The thing, but if it hits, I mean, and, and yeah, he's, shown that, he's shown he hits a lot more often than not. He's been really good for three years now. It's not like he he's just, not blindly stabbing know. either. No. He has a process and oh, it yeah. works. Yeah, it's he's smarter than all of us. Yeah, he's uh, gonna be tough to beat. It's uh, it's gonna take a lot of work to uh, to beat him. I don't think this is a um, a a huge year, and then he goes back to normal. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be up there every year. He's gonna be it'll be him and him and Casey Char, the two guys to beat at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and just trying to learn from that. And what what did you learn from the podcast? What did you? Is there anything you he told you or, or you guys talked about that you think you'll do a little bit different this year? And in, in just you know direct reaction to that. I need to step up my spreadsheet game for one. Are you uh, good enough at spreadsheets to do so? 
no, I need to learn. Yeah, I, need, I, I, I can't. I don't know how to do a regression analysis on it on an Excel. I just don't. It's not. A, I'm a poli sci major. I'm a law school guy. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm a talking head. Yeah, and I just these are things I don't get. I mean, it's yeah, not, I'm so good at yeah. math. I, I was I was really strong in math and growing up, and then I just stagnated and stopped. Do learning. you think you can get good enough at that for it to be worthwhile to you? I think I need to. I need okay. for to serve my customers well, to yeah. make better, to do better projections, to, you know, you got to figure like my results should track other people's results too. I mean, maybe I'm giving, I'm, I'm helping in a lot of ways, but I mean, I, my projections, I should be winning with my projections is the way I think about it there. Right. And I'm not winning enough. It, it's a soul searching moment right now without a doubt. All right. I got you. I want to hit back on that. But first, a note from our sponsors at WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decisions. Listen up. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. You want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding at all, at all times. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all Rotowire listeners a risk-free bet up, up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Jeff, I had the next thing to talk about kind of going into 2022. So uh, just to hit back on that, the Excel, are you actually going to learn that? You're actually going to take that step to, to learn how to do that kind of stuff? How are you? I hope so. I, I, how, are you how are you thinking you're going you're gonna to work that out and plan that? Because it's uh, not, I mean, I, I assume that's a difficult task to figure out. I don't know. Right. I, I don't know if it is or not. Um, I, I believe in myself that I, if I have the time to do it, it's, the problem is setting aside the time, right? Yeah, I would, I would think you could, def, you could definitely figure it out. It's just a matter of finding that uh, finding that time and energy with football right. and family and basketball and all the other stuff that uh, you obviously guys do at Rotowire. Two out of three ain't bad. And it's yeah. not basketball. But, um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, we got, we got the season starting two weeks. I'm going to, I'm going to be a couple of basketball drafts here in the next Actually, that's not true. I'm in two basketball leagues. I'm also in Raz Slam, um, but it's a best ball league and it's done. I'm, so. I was in, I drafted in that too. Yeah. Uh, we had someone time out three times in the first three rounds. It was fun. Um, Always. Yeah, it's it, like the third overall pick, and I was like, oh, "This is gonna be a long." We had like line. three people in the forum commenting, and there's just no community whatsoever. It was a bummer. Yeah, but I'm gonna be. I'll be in the. Uh, I'll be in the NFBKC online, and probably one main event team. Um, I have three top tens there in the last five years or something like yeah. that. So yeah, I do. Uh, I really like that. I'm better at basketball than I'm at football for sure, and I just. Uh, I probably follow it. Uh, I mean, I think that everybody follows football so closely. There's the the edge there is really tough. I think basketball there's. Uh, you know, there's a lot to be followed there that's really tough. And you get a lot of like no name guys that uh, that end up being really good where you rarely see that in football. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that the spreadsheet thing's interesting because I, I listen to your podcast too. And I just I, I do a lot of like spreadsheet stuff where I track my results, but I'm not running regressions either. And I maybe maybe I'm just I, I don't think I don't think that many people are, but maybe I'm just falling behind if I don't. I don't know. Uh it's a tough one to uh, tough one to figure out with someone like Phil, like I mean, clearly he's doing something right and he's keeping that information and he knows what he's doing and he's been really good. And it's just, it, it's hard to compete with that, I suppose. Yeah, it is. It is. And you know, there's one thing about learning the players and there's another thing about learning what the, the, the stats mean too. And, and I think what he's done is he's combined those. Like there's a lot of people yeah. I think that can do the numbers and do the stats, but can't do the other part. And I think he he's really gotten comfortable and learned how to do the other part, which is really dangerous if you could do both of them. Because I'm probably pretty good at the second part, but bad at the yeah. math part. And if you can get someone that could do both of those and also grinds and works hard on it and is willing to, you know, make some decisions that maybe he disagrees with the computer stuff a little bit. He talks about, uh, especially with pitchers and closers, like he has to like look at stuff and, you know, not just spit out the numbers. Uh, he, he's found he's found the he's found the right uh, percentage of combo between those things. that's worked out well. How soon do you start prepping? It's a really good question because the answer is usually not for a long time. I think I'm gonna change that a little bit. I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty frustrated by my season. Uh, I just, I mean, you and I have talked about. It. I got insanely busy, like in January, February, March, to the point I was working like 100 hours a week, and it was just hard to find. I mean, I follow baseball enough that I know who everybody is. I know who plays in the team, but like really digging in and figuring out who I want in the seventh round, or you know, in the eight, like the 18th round and later. Like we we talked uh, a couple times in the preseason how it felt pretty good about the first 10 rounds, but. You know, those guys in the second half of the draft are ones that you dig in and find and figure out yeah. you like guys. And those are the guys that you take on a lot of teams too. Like in the first five rounds, it depends where you are in the draft. You just can't get guys sometimes. But past That's round right. 15, like if you like somebody, you target somebody, you can just take them. Like they're there. 
you can go a couple rounds early. Who cares if you take him in the 19th round instead of the 22nd round? Like nobody cares at that point. And that's where you see these really good players get, you know, guys on three out of four teams. It's, it's those late guys that they really like, they target, they find. And when those guys break and they're on 60% of your teams, you see someone like Phil with like Logan Webb or um, Steven Matz. He had a bunch of, te- he had on a bunch of teams too. And he, you know, he had those guys on a bunch of teams because they were easy for him to get because he just pick when to get them. Right. And Robbie Ray for crying out loud. We, yeah. uh, we talked about that. You know, what was his, well, I, I listened, but for everybody else that didn't listen to that one, what was his answer for why Robbie Way was, was a guy that he attacked? Well, I, I think it was, I mean, mostly strikeouts was the starting point there. And, yeah. the, and win and wins too, I think he said. Right? Yeah. Like, yep. Obviously a team is going to score a ton of runs and, you know, that's, I guess that's two of the four categories right there. And you just hope that the ERA is middling and obviously it took a huge step up. Yep. And you know, I, I I tended to believe that Robbie Ray was never going to be that good. That that was a lot of smoke and mirrors that yep. he was not going to be fixed. There was positive buzz in spring training. The signs were there. I just did not heed them. To be fair, there were positive signs in spring training in 2020 also. Yep. And yep. was six and a half or whatever it was. But yeah, I, mean, I think that I think that back half of the draft is where you really can differentiate yourself and attack guys and get them on a lot of teams. And that's where you see that people that do really well, they take a lot of the same guys in those rounds. And when they work, they really work well. Whereas I, you know, I wasn't as focused in those last the second half of the draft. And I just, I, I kind of end up grabbing guys that I know or that I like, but not that, uh, not that I've really studied and I didn't, I didn't know that I want to target them. Yep. And it allows you when you draft Jacob DeGrom and he gets broken that yep. you can withstand that. Yeah. Whereas I had pitchers that got hurt. I had, I had like Dustin May who I loved and he was looking great. But he got hurt, and suddenly I, got, I had no depth. I had my someone else. I had I forget who it was. One of the on the IL too, and I just like I said, I'm throwing I'm throwing third relievers in there. I'm throwing guys that just have no chance to get a win or a save, really. But you know, I'm like, oh, this guy won't hurt me. But three strikeouts later, and you know, gives up a couple runs. You're like, all right, that was a wasted week right there. And then by the time you do that, you know, you've got six, seven points and strikeouts, and you find yourself throwing some bad two starters, and then suddenly you're moving up in ratios. It's kind of a vicious circle. Yeah, Phil was always talking about how he had fewer biases going in that he was he was willing to trust his spreadsheet trust his numbers yeah. uh everybody says they want to do that but it sounds like he actually pulled that off um it's easier said than done especially if you've been playing for a very long time it is. Uh, we, we you know you read keith law's book on the various biases that are out there exist and it's hard to overcome it's it's hard to even acknowledge they exist hard to recognize them let alone overcome them but yeah, I, I know I know that I do it, whether it be like players. Probably for me, it's more like types of players. I usually yeah. like I just don't like a guy that usually for me is like strike out that much or hard hit rates low. Like it's uh you know, it helps sometimes with like someone like Victor Robles. I've avoided I was him. Just that's, say that's, that. that's yeah. worked great, but I think that you can't you can't take that and just put it on everybody that has anywhere near that profile. I think everybody everybody's gotta be looked at individually, and that's why the starting earlier, I think I'm gonna do, and I'm not gonna go crazy, but I think I'm going to you know, I usually wait till stuff comes out, but I don't think you need to do that anymore. I think that with with fan graphs and and RotoWire and uh, you know Baseball Savant, all the information you need is there. It's not like you need to wait for a magazine to come out. You need to wait for Roto Lab to come right. out. It is like I used to kind of do, and I'm like, oh, I'll just wait till that happens. But everything there, everything I need is there. With baseball, I do a lot of my own work. I don't read a lot of other people's stuff, at least like in in trying to build my rankings and my prep. So I just uh, everything's there. I usually worry about burning out, but I think I'm going to kind of go. A uh, little bit by little bit, take a position here and there and kind of maybe start a, a month earlier than I usually do. Yeah, you know what? You're right. And I, you know, it, it's funny because I, I I really want to 
get get started earlier on some of these things, you know, and all that. But it is all there, first of all. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's you know, it it, it I, it's easier if you get started sooner too. And I, in a way, we've been talking like in these latest podcasts. We've been talking about what do you get, what are you doing for yeah. twenty two with this guy and all that. It gets you thinking. But then there's like actual systematic hard work and that's a little bit different. And I mean, I think the key thing you said there is hard work. It takes, we talk about how competitive it is. It takes a lot of work to do well in these leagues and it's fun and I love doing it. It's a hobby, but it takes a lot of hard work. If you're going to do well in these leagues, there's nobody that wins these leagues without working hard. I think Phil in your podcast mentioned like 1500 hours to to redo his spreadsheet over the last, whatever year it was. And I'm like, that's like, that's a lot of things. It takes a lot. Was that the number he used? I don't want to miss, I don't want to misquote it, but I think that was the number he used in your podcast. But, um, it takes a lot of work to win these leagues and they're fun and it's really fun when you do, but you're not going to roll into the draft with your draft board and kind of right. pick well and then not work hard in the year. I mean, it's, it's a combo of prepping for the draft and working in season. It's, it's a grind. It's a fun grind, but it, there be no doubt winning one of these leagues. It takes a lot of work. Yeah, exactly. Right. Any, any shift in like what you may look at stat wise, is there anything like uh, you've learned this and you're like, I'm going to look more at, I don't know, swing strike rate or barrel rate. Is there anything like that, that jumped out to you that maybe you think you're going to look a little, little further out? No, but what I want to do first before all that is kind of audit my teams and see if there's a consistent thing I'm missing. Uh, I'll look at, you know, you know, year-end uh, like earned auction values too, for that matter. Is yeah. there a certain type of player I just don't have? Or is there one I'm over-investing in? You know, that, that sort, of, sort of thing. Like, there's a couple of players, like a couple of leagues where I had Clint Frazier in the 10th round. You know, it's like, what did I, how did I miss so badly on this one? Right. You know, that, that sort of thing. It's not like, you know, there's some like Sixto Sanchez. Okay, I got unlucky there. I was going to say, there's some like, if somebody gets hurt in the first week, like I just think it's, you know, whether you liked them or not, it, that, that's tough to really get too down on. It's the guys right. that, these guys are bad all year that like, what it was, I was, I was like, what did I see that I should have seen? What did I not see that I should have seen? Like it just, I think it's good. And it, maybe at some point, you know, maybe somebody's had a bad year. There's, there's a lot of stuff. You know, these are, these are humans. People have rough years. People have bad stuff, but like, yeah. I, I need to look at Christian Yelich. First of all, like I took the guy in the first round and I, I ignored 2020 and clearly I shouldn't have, we talked plenty about him, but just one of those things that, you know, guys that played all year that didn't do what we think, you know, it's, it's important to look and maybe see if we missed something or, um, you know, maybe there was just something outside of uh, the stats that we just don't know about that could have affected it too. Right. And, you know, we kind of have to worry, look at a little bit on draft strategy a little bit there, too. Yep. Uh, I know in my AL home league, I, I got to change things up a little bit. I've had two bad years in a row um, and I had too much hinging on a couple of players. And when they go down, you know, in a, in a very in a in an only league with very thin benches, no IR spots, you know, it just I, I, I set myself up for failure. And so and that's what makes baseball great, though, is that you have to have a draft strategy. It's not just about picking the exact best player. I mean, that you obviously right. want the best player, but you have to piece a team together, especially in an NPC type format where you can't trade. You know, you, you're limited to, you know, if you have 400 saves, it's not going to do that much for you. So if you, even right. if you hit on every closer, um, you really have to piece together. It's a it's a big puzzle and it's a, it really makes it fun, but, but difficult at the same time. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk a little about the playoffs. But first, a note from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Uh, the summer is coming to an end. I guess it's pretty much over now, although it was really hot in the last two days in L.A., so I didn't feel like the yeah, summer was over. But uh, Which means only one month until the postseason baseball. Obviously, postseason baseball here now. There's no better place than Vivid Seats to watch your team race uh, in the postseason. Grab your MLB tickets, maybe a, maybe a stadium hot dog or two, and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Even better, they have rewards programs designed to provide real rewards for fans, earn rewards, ticket upgrades, and perks just for shopping. 
you're looking for tickets to that playoff game or your favorite performer or the new show everybody's talking about, visit Vivid Seats. They have it all. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. So, Jeff, we had no uh, we had no ties. We mentioned earlier you were in for chaos. You got no chaos. It worked exactly yeah. to the way there was none of that. But uh, we've got two, like, really good wildcard games. We have, like, the, probably the four most storied franchises in baseball playing against each other. We have, the, uh, we have the Yankees and Red Sox on Tuesday, the Cardinals and Dodgers on Wednesday. The 106-win Dodgers in a wildcard game is pretty crazy. And uh, as your reward, you get to play a team that you're 15 games better than, but that's won, like, 100 games in a row. So it's, uh, it's a tough uh, – a tough slate there. We got uh, Scherzer and Wainwright on uh, on Wednesday. How do you feel that game's coming out here? It's wild that the Dodgers went six and zero last week yep. uh, and gained they, one gained game. One game. Like, yeah. There was a stat like they're over the last forty five games. They were like they're like the seventh best record ever in a stretch like that. And they, and they gained, gained one game before yeah, one, today. One or two games or something. It's, yeah. it's it crazy. The crazy thing about that is the Padres are the worst team in baseball in that same stretch, which is just like that collapse. Padres ended with a losing record. And like, I remember like in March, we're like, this is a juggernaut. Like yep. this is months. And it's just, they were awful the last two months, like legit terrible the last two months. They fell apart. And yeah. apparently there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes, uh, losing the clubhouse, blah, blah, blah. But that happens when you lose too. So yeah, it, it tends to, to tends not be so, not, not be so friendly when you're losing that many games. But yeah. uh, how do you feel about the, uh, the NL wildcard game? Uh, obviously the Dodgers uh, will be at home. Uh, they've got the you know the absolute ace on the mound, but obviously Adam Wainwright's been really good. Max Muncy got hurt today. If, if anybody saw it, um, kind of bent his wrist back on a throw at first base, and they said he's pretty much not going to play on Wednesday and unlikely to play if they make it to the NLDS. But uh, how do you feel about this game? Are you uh, are you Dodgers going to win this game and kind of move forward? Or I mean, obviously one game anything can happen, but it's hard to one game when anything can happen. And Scherzer didn't pitch well in his last start, for that matter either. Last, um, last two starts actually, he was awesome, yeah. and then last two were rough. Yeah, he was CC Sabathia after the trade deadline, Rick Sutcliffe after the trade deadline, and then it became somebody else. John, uh, Les- John Lester after the trade deadline. Uh, you're just bitter. He was Clay, good. Clay Thompson's brother going grand slam on him this weekend was just beautiful. I loved it. I bet you enjoyed that. Yeah, it was uh, nice. You, you enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, he, you know, I, I think that I still lean Dodgers, but man, Cardinal Devil Magic is hard to overcome. I mean, they're talking, they're confident. They're red hot. Like they're not going to be, they're not limping into that series at all. They're that, I guess not series, that one game slate at all, but it'd be, it'd be fun. I mean, that's uh, interesting what Wainwright can do. Cause he obviously has been really good all year, but you know, the stuff is not there like it is with Scherzer, but I'll be, uh, you don't get uh, what, what probably like 37 versus 37 is that, are they both, both kind of same age, right? It's a, it's a wild matchup. Yeah, it is. It is. And for people, you know, if you look back like two years ago and say, okay, Adam Wainwright is going to have oh, two Wayne, monster years in a Wayne row. Wright, Wainwright's 40, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And that, after the three years in a row, he had 97, uh, uh, yep. 2017 through 2019. They'd have these last two years did what he did. He'd be like, yeah. no way. Going into no your age way. 39 season, you don't see the big bounce back happening? No. I mean, it's amazing. Um, he threw 206 I, innings this year, too. It's not like he was like, in and out of line. He made 32 starts, 206 innings, 305 ERA. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. The big key in, I think the big key in this game is that Wainwright gives them some depth. Yeah. Because the the huge disadvantage for the Cardinals in their bullpen. Yeah. Uh they've got a they've got Gallegos to the back who's really, really good, but like that bridge from Wainwright to Gallegos is could be really sketchy. Pretty shaky. Yeah. Pretty, pretty shaky. Uh, you know, Dodgers missing Muncie's can be huge too. Yeah. I Means Pujols pretty much has to play first. I'm, well, that's not true. They could put a lot of guys there, but uh, you don't want Pujols to face Wainwright because righty on righty, you need him facing a lefty. He's actually really good against lefties. Yes. 
Uh, maybe put Matt Beatty at first base. That's what I'm thinking. He homered today, actually. Uh, but that'll be interesting to see what happens in that. Uh, yeah, so you're yeah. right. That losing losing a left-handed bat there is. I mean, that's tough because you got you have Seager. You sort of have Bellinger. I don't know if we can count him as a big left-handed bat at the moment, but uh, they're very right-handed otherwise. Do you put Bellinger at first base? Maybe. You probably. I, it's, it's, uh, it depends if you want to play Chris Taylor or not, because he's been re- he's been slumping pretty badly. But well, you know, he's, he's been hurt. He's got yeah. that neck issue. Yeah, he's been a key guy for them during the year. So it depends if you want to play Taylor or not. What you do with Bellinger? Yeah, that's a good point. It's probably probably Taylor or Beatty, right? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't and, think I think Gavin Lux will be off the bench in that game. I think Pools will be off the bench in that game. So I think it's, it's yeah, I think it comes out of Beatty or Taylor. Yeah, probably so. What about the AL? The AL we have uh, we have Nate Evaldi against Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has either been Feels like he's either been lights out or gotten smoked lately. I mean, the, the Blue Jays smoked him this week. They he did not look good. They were hit a lot of hard hit balls off him. Uh, I think that was Wednesday against the Blue Jays. Um, how do you feel about the uh, the AL game? Aside from the fact that uh, the networks must be loving the New York Boston uh, one game playoff in LA, St. Louis, for that matter. Yeah, too. They're both great. Screw the network, so but anyhow, um, just gotta say that I get so annoyed. Like, oh, the networks are gonna hate this. Well, All right. well, the casual the casual fan will probably like it. We'll go as a that. fan of a small market team. Yeah, as you oh, I, as I we feel, are. Yes, I I feel you. Trust me. Yeah. Um, I, for all the uncertainty with Cole, look at his season. Oh, still really good. It's just feels like there's days out there where he just doesn't quite. I mean, he's still really really good. He just was not. He was not the. We're only, just spoiled only, by his how good he's been. Absolutely. Um, but I will say this. Boston games, let's see, you know, he pitched two starts ago, six innings, three runs. Okay. And another time, you know, five innings, three runs, less and, but it did get eight Ks for that though. 11 Ks. So you have to go back to July 17th. So he's had a lot of, you know, he's had three second half starts against them there, but. Do you know uh, what, uh, do you know what Nate Evaldi's last start against the Yankees was? It was bad. Wasn't it? Two and two thirds, seven earned. That's bad, right? Yeah, that was, it's in uh, Boston, isn't it? Is it in Boston? I somebody asked me that. I thought it was New York, but I think I just thought that because they were ahead the whole week. It's in Boston. You're right. I just pulled a list, though. I, I asked the question instead of looking it up myself. He does that to me all the time. It's funny on uh, SiriusXM, but it is. Um, yeah, it is in Boston. I thought they were. I think it was ten to nine in the season series. Oh, uh, there you go. That definitely helps. Uh, it's uh, you got to think the Yankees are probably a minus one sixty five ish favorite, maybe my, maybe a little bit more. Um, yeah, JD Martinez might not play. Remember, he got hurt today too. So uh, I'm wrong. That line's like minus one twenty. I'm really surprised that line's that low. I like the Yankees in that game. It's in Boston. Yeah, the Dodgers are minus two thirteen. Yeah, I'm not surprised at that. But. It's a big, it's a big line, but home game and with Scherzer. So, uh, yeah. let's jump into the rest of the playoffs, though. I want to kind of see who you think is going to kind of come out through here. But uh, finally, a note from our sponsor as uh, sponsors at Yahoo DFS. The new NFL season is underway, and Yahoo's excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There'll be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark-free. To celebrate the beginning of the football season, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football became shark-free. Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to get a free ten dollars in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS contest live. The $1 million contest finishes a $1 million in total prizes, including a first place receiving $100,000 and entry into the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live events final, which will occur at the MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. So play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to get your free $10 offer to get all started. 
So, Jeff, we got the uh, the Rays against the wild card winner and the White Sox and the Astros in the American League. Who you uh, who you think win those two series? Who you think comes out of this uh, this bracket? Well, I, I do think that the Rays beat Boston or New York, but, okay. you know, it's always funny because you just like, who's going to start for him? But I we fixate so much on the starter and not on, like, everybody else that follows after that, let alone their lineup. And both the Yankees and the Red Sox have real problems in their rotations right now. And the Red Sox, um, the Red Sox side, the, the Yankees at least have a bullpen. They can, they can, their bullpen's a really good last couple of weeks. The, the, nobody in the Red Sox bullpen comes in. I get fired up about it all. Like I just, everybody makes me scared um, except yeah. for Tanner Houck. But I think, imagine he'll start one of the games, I guess. I don't know what yeah. exactly they, they would do, but I think he would start one of the games, but. Well, they got between, Whitlock back this weekend. And I think that, that's a big. That helps. Yeah. But between Ottavino, Hansel Robles scares me late in games in a big game. I just. Yeah. I, okay, a close game in the eighth and ninth inning. I have a hard time feeling comfortable with Boston. Hundred percent agree. Uh, and Whereas then, the, the Rays can throw twelve guys at you and they're all good. Yeah. If the Yankees get a lead, their bullpen's yep. pretty strong. It is. It's been really oh. good the last couple of weeks too. Yeah. Although it, it's watered down a little bit because you know uh, of injuries. They don't. You know. They but they got Loiza go back and that's a big huge, one. Huge. I, I mean, I'd throw him seventh and eighth and go to Chapman in the ninth as if I were doing. I extended Loiza got a little bit in the playoffs, and I think they probably will. But uh, yeah. you're right. They're a team that if it, if it's you know five to two in the in the sixth, you you might be in a little bit trouble because they can shut you down pretty good at the back end. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think Houston's going to beat the White Sox. I think uh, I, I hate to do it. I don't want Houston to win. I will not be rooting for them. But I think the key guys in the series. I think it's uh, I think it's going to be one of the bigger guys in the whole playoffs is Lance McCullers. Um, him and Framer Valdez, if they pitch well with that offense, they're really important. They've both been sub three, four ERA guys since the All Star break. I think if those are the two guys that they kind of determine the AL to me. If those guys pitch really well, I think the Astros actually come out of the AL. As much as I hate to say it, um, but I think I think it's Astros Rays. I think the Astros end up uh, end up winning. Unfortunately. Yeah, the thing is, the Astros and the White Sox both have been on cruise control for such a long yeah. time now. It's tough, tough to like kick it back into gear, isn't it? Well, it's not just that, but also it's like it's tough to evaluate them because they've been resting guys, they've been cutting guys short a little bit here and there. You can you can look at what they did recently, but the fact is, they they they've been they've had the luxury of kind of setting everything up. By the way. A quick note of appreciation for Dusty Baker. You know, he's won division titles on five different teams now. Pretty amazing. Has I think he, that's pretty good. Has he? I mean, this would be a dumb question. Has he won a World Series? I don't think so, right? I don't think so. Um, he, should and, have with, he should have with the Giants in 02 and pulled yeah. Ross Ortiz too early. But, like, I don't – you're right, though. He's done a great job with a lot of teams, and he takes a lot of, uh, a lot of heat from fantasy people, I think, over the years. But I think he – you don't see that like throwing guys for 125 pitches anymore. He's, he's, he's learned and he's adapted from the, from the Mark prior Kerry Wood days. I a hundred percent agree. Um, and the thing is, yeah, there is, there was legit critiques of him, but there were also like, he caught the, you know, he caught some raw deals. I mean, with the reds and the Nats, he shouldn't have been fired in either case. He was, he was a perfect hire from, for Houston with all the stuff circling around there. Like he yeah. just, he felt, I mean, he, he probably needed a, you know, I hate to use, but like an old school guy, a guy that's going to, go in there and you would be the face of that franchise. And he, they, it was a, it was a perfect hire for that fit. Yeah. And you know, you know, again, he said some things that are whoppers over the years, but he's yep. said a lot of smart things too. And you know, he is a leader of men. There is no doubt. Teams, about that. Every team he has plays hard and see, he seems to get a lot out of guys, which mm-hmm. there's a lot to be, lots to be said for that. And I think that might be the bigger part of the job, except for when you get into like little series right. like this. Yep. But over the course of a long season, and especially in this job, it was so vitally important. 
Who is uh who's their third starter in the playoffs? Obviously, you go you go Giolito and Lynn. Do you go Rodon, even with his uh you know being injured velocity down, or do you do, go Dylan Cease as your third starter? Hmm. Probably Rodon, right? I think they go four starters, but he, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I you probably go a Rodon piggyback Ronaldo Lopez kind of thing, probably. I'm just trying to think matchups here. Um don't think I mean the Astros have a ton of righties in their lineup. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty much Alvarez and Tucker, and then everybody else is a righty, right? Yeah, although Alvarez and Tucker are pretty damn good. I mean, <laughs> I was gonna say I think that I, I think this could be the Kyle Tucker like become a star kind of playoffs. Like I don't think I think we in the fantasy world know who he is. I don't think anybody outside of Houston in the fantasy world really knows. And I think it could be a you could you get a feeling this could be like a Kyle Tucker's a star kind of come out playoffs. Yeah. I, feel I mean, like I have quite on that cusp. My Twitter feed isn't curated enough, so anytime Kyle Tucker bats sixth, I I, I see like five people outraged right. by that. Um, Although a lot of that's to do with the fact that they have the they have Jordan hitting fourth and the AL batting champion hitting fifth. It's not like they're putting them behind bad players. I mean, they just, right. they just oh yeah, Brantley's also a lot of good players. lefty hitter too. Yeah, yeah so there's exactly. another lefty hitter. Yeah, no, I that's just, a pretty good balance. I, I think your I think your point on on the White Sox. I feel like the White Sox have been a little more out, more off the gas than the Astros have, and that worries me. Oh yeah. Um, I think that I mean they've been on cruise control for like six weeks. Like it just they haven't they haven't had to put in the foot on the gas for a long time. I think recent form can be overrated when the playoffs though too. Um, I remember. Well, sorry, I'm going to bring this up. Our Reds versus RAs, 1990. <laughs> yep. The Reds got off to an incredibly great start to start that season. They were cruise control the rest of the way. And the A's were heavy favorites in that World Series. Uh, because That team and, was a monster. Yeah. And, but the Reds were really awesome early on. And then, you know, Jack Armstrong fell apart. He was the all-star game starter. And then he, you know, wasn't even in the rotation by the time of the playoffs. It would have taken me a long time to come up with a 1990 all-star game starter. I'll admit that to you. Yeah. Well, it's only because it was my team. I, I don't really get it. Still, that's, a, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. Um, but you look at, you know, uh, what they did, they had Eric Davis, they had Sabo, they had, you know, Rio was amazing. Uh, revenge series. I feel for like Rio. Billy Hatcher never got out in the world series. So there's no, that was there. nice too. That was pretty handy. Uh, Mickey Hatcher in 88, Billy Hatcher in 90. I have just Hatcher nightmares. It's terrible. Yeah. Them, uh, the, I think, what was it? 80, the tiger, the Kirk Gibson tigers. Is that 84? Uh, the 84 one, there was the one that was really, really good. They were. Yeah. Yeah. So like that 35, was 35, 35, 35 and five. five. Yeah. And then they were on cruise control the rest of the way. And I was like, Oh, okay. They're just okay. But no, it's just, they were in cruise control yeah. and then they were ready to dial back up again. I think that happens a lot. Yeah. There are teams that flip the switch and they actually flip the switch, but you always, we always worry about it a little bit. And I don't think this, I don't think this White Sox team is quite as good as those teams you mentioned. Uh, but no, I, mean, I agree. But these are all, these are all fun series too. There's no like, real stinker team in this in the in any either playoffs there's no team like oh if they make it it's not gonna be very fun these are all you know white Sox are full of fun players i don't really like to root for tony la Russa, but i can't root for the astros either so that'll be a series that i will i will watch and enjoy players but i will not have a strong rooting interest you're not gonna be rooting for meteor necessarily but uh, not, yeah. no not quite that much but i mean there's a lot of guys i like watching play most of them are on the white Sox. i love i mean luis roberts so fun to watch and um, Eloy hits it a mile, and I love Tim Anderson too. So I think that I like more players in the White Sox. I just happen to think the Astros are going to end up winning the series. Probably right. Probably right. And you're right. There is there isn't a stinker team. I mean, if the Mariners had gotten there, you could argue that, but they're yeah. so fun too because they're young and you know. I'm just, sure you've seen it, but the the call uh, their their local call from Saturday night when Hanniger got the hit to uh, to drive in the run is just a, a great a great call. Yeah, 
Isn't it, is it Dave, Dave King? What's his name? I'm, I messed Dave that up. Sims. Dave Sims. That's it. I knew it was Dave. I just couldn't get with the last name. But that was a, it was a great call. You could just tell he was like so into it. And they haven't been in the playoffs for – it's crazy that they they were the – they have the record for the most wins ever, and they have not been in the playoffs since that season. Right. And it's, it's why I mean, everybody sneaks in the playoffs of the wild card at some point, and they just haven't they 20 years. I know, I know, and they you know, they haven't been utterly cheap all those years either. It's yeah. they haven't cheap many of those years, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, the, the future's bright for them. They, yeah, they it, is. it was no cool doubt. to see the tribute to Kyle Seeger quietly had a really good year, 100 it's RBI it. year. Yeah, it's uh, it, they, they were fun, it was a fun little run, I, although it was a lot of it was uh, on the fact that they just. They beat, they beat the A's 11 in a row to get there. but That's, yeah. that's an insane number there, yeah. too. By the, the, A's, the A's were 4-3 and three against them through seven games. They ended up 4-14. Four and 14. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, what about the National League? Starts on The American League starts on Thursday. National League starts on Friday. Uh, we've obviously got the Giants winning 107 games against whoever wins the game between the Dodgers and Cardinals. We both mentioned that I think Giants-Dodgers from five games would be a lot of fun. Um, and I, I feel like the Giants are pr- lined up pretty well for a series. I think we thought maybe they were a regular season team, but – between Gossman, Descafani, and Logan Webb, like they do have three good stars they can throw yeah, out there. That's true. Um, I mean, they're not they're not Scherzer, Walker, Bueller, and Hulu Rice. I get that, but nobody's going to match that. But I don't know if you're going to get to Cardinal Devil Magic. There's something going on with this Giants team. They just they just kind of roll out there. Now they got uh, Camilo Doval at the back of games, like striking dudes out. Feels a little bit like Francisco Rodriguez in 2002, where like came out of nowhere and just just striking a lot of dudes out. And they Jake McGee's back. Um, so yep. their bullpen, their bullpen got better. And I know there's some Jake McGee hiccups late in the year, but overall he had a really good year. They have 31 saves and, you know, the whip was good, but um, they're fun. Uh, you got the Braves and Braves and Brewers as a, as a fun series too. Uh, who are you picking in that one? Uh, I think I'll probably go Brewers, but it's, it's, I don't, not really even sure. Uh, because the Brewers had such an easy division, uh, and yeah, this is even with the Cardinals devil magic. I mean, they were so far ahead that it didn't matter, but uh, losing Devin Williams hurts. Yeah, you, know, you fought the wall on the wall one, you know, always wins. Somewhere Drew Pomerantz is now off the hook for that. Uh, he's, uh, yeah. he's, he's down, he's down the road. Oscar Enoa is also off the hook for That's that. Right. Too. Same. Those guys are playing. The two teams are playing each other, which is pretty crazy. That's yeah. Uh, I mean, um, I just, I, I know there, I mean, Twitter was, you know, so holier than now. I can't believe somebody, I, I, you can't do it with your pitching hand, but like, Oh, it's just it's yeah. Tough. We need he he's so important. Yeah. Yes. Right. Throw with your left hand. It's it's pretty easy. Yeah. Especially when the the wall is your opponent. Uh, but do you uh, if the Dodgers make it? Let's just go with that. Do you think the Dodgers beat the Giants? Do you think the Giants beat the Dodgers? How do you feel about that? I you know people have gone broke doubting the Giants all year, but yeah. I just people, think it's people have gone broke though, picking, that, picking against the Dodgers in the playoffs the last five years too. They've they've won a lot of series. Yeah, they have. I still think the Dodgers is the best team in baseball when right. they're at full capacity. Um, yeah, but they're not like, at full capacity. They, no Muncie, yep. no Kershaw. No Kershaw. That's a big one. That's that's a really big one there. Uh, Everybody's going to have to save their Kershaw playoff jokes for another year. God, you know, I love <laughs> Kershaw. I do too. I'm glad. I'm, I'm really glad. That. I'm really glad they won with him pitching last year rather than yeah, like, win this year when he's not there. I'm glad that he was like part of them winning. Cause uh, seems to be a really great dude. And obviously an all time elite pitcher. And um, the, the playoff jokes on Twitter got, uh, got pretty rough for a while. Uh, I just, and, and the thing is in, the, in baseball, the regular season matters so much. I know. 
I know. Um, and it and I, think, I saw I saw a thread on Twitter that was like, "Oh, we're gonna see the Giants are really frauds in this in this in this playoffs when they lose the series." I'm like, I don't care if the Giants get swept in a five game series. Like, you win 107 games, you are not a fraud no matter what the heck happens in the short series. Right. Uh, I mean, that you win 107 games in a regular season, like you are a legit great baseball team no matter what happens in a very short amount of time. Exactly. Exactly. But, if they lose, right away, we're gonna hear a lot of those comments. They're gonna piss me off, even though I'm obviously not a Giants fan. But they will still, they will, they will still annoy me. In retrospect, I feel the same way about like the 1990 Braves, you know, yeah. 1990s Braves, you know, or you know, just that run. Only one World Series, only one World Series. Or your A's, our A's. Right. Excuse yeah. me. Um, you know, they won in '89, but they—that's all they won. Not since, yeah. And then even the early 2000s, like they had two O leads and two ALDSs. They went to four straight game fives, and the team was really good. They just couldn't couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, all the money, yeah, the whole like critique of Billy Bean and Moneyball. Moneyball doesn't work in the playoffs. Well, yeah. you realize what challenges they had to overcome just to even have this excellence for such a long time. Give me just a give me a stretch of five years in the playoffs over one year making it deep in the playoffs and four years being terrible anytime. Yeah, would you rather have the Texas Rangers history or would you rather have the or be the Buffalo Bills? You know, it's like you know, trying to you know crossing sports, but you know what I mean. It's like yeah, you have, want do you want do you want the Marlins or do you want the A's? Essentially, is probably what it comes down to yeah. over that stretch. Right. A lot of people would probably take the Marlins, take the two titles, but um, you know, give me all the years they weren't last place teams and all that too. But um, I really like this Braves team. I'm actually I think actually the Braves are going to win the NL. I think the Braves are going. I think actually I'm picking the, the Braves. Whole NL. Yeah, I'm picking the Braves to win the whole thing World Series-wise, too. I think we're going to see um, – it's going to be the playoffs of uh, – I think McCullers and and Kyle Tucker on one side, and we're going to get Austin Riley and Max Fried on the other side. Max Fried has been really good since the last So, I won one league. It's because of Max Fried. I traded Joey Votto for Max Fried. Uh, Talk about a trade that helped both people, though. Yeah, well, I traded him at the peak of – Votto at the peak of his – I traded for Votto. Uh, traded Ian Kennedy for him when Ian, and then Brado got hurt after that. You That's know, right. I remember that. I, I lost that trade with Fred. It was with Fred, uh, Fred Zinke. Um, does, Fred, then, does Fred ever lose a trade? Well, he did because Votto was amazing when he came does, back. And does Kennedy Fred ever was, lose a league, though? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, Although I beat him really, this league. He's a really good player. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Max Freed, I traded. I, so I traded with uh, Steve Gardner, got Votto for Freed, and that was huge down the stretch. All my, my pitching, I needed pitching down the stretch. I got it. Had this incredible run over the last like three weeks of the season and you know, squeaked it out. It was, a, it was a wild race. There were like six teams that had a chance to win that league in the last those are, week. Those are, those are so fun. That's, I mean, yeah. it, it can be, it's stressful and it can be tough when you finish fifth in those, but it's still, I mean, that's what we play yeah. for. You if want the season ended two days later. I might've finished fourth, you know, that's uh, yeah. just I very much missed the stress of the last weekend this year with not, not really being in the mix to win an NFBC league. It was, uh, I, it, it's hard to do those and it's kind of stressful, but I, I really missed that. But yeah, Freed's been, Freed was one seven, four with a 0.85 ERA since the all-star break. I think a key for them too is Ian Anderson's back. Uh, pitched really well his last two starts, uh, 13 innings, three earned runs total. You put those two guys together with Charlie Morton. I really like how that rotation builds for a playoff series. Uh, Austin Riley, since he also break hit 331, 19 home runs. Like he's broken out as a full star, too. You stick Freddie Freeman in there. Ozzy Albee's been great. And they, I mean, they quietly, Jorge Soler hitting 270 since he also mm-hmm. break with, with, uh, with 13 home runs. Um, I, we talked about Adam Duvall a couple weeks ago, been really good to him. I mean, quietly, what, 30 and 100 or whatever it is. RBI uh, leader, right? Yeah, I think he, if he wasn't, he was really close. I know it was yeah, right. Yeah, well, I know at one point in the last week is leading the NL in RBIs. But uh, but you're still taking them over the Dodgers and Giants? Yep. I can't get behind that. They went out and got just smashed by those two teams. I just uh, – I think it's I, – I, I, like I like the way they set up right now. I mean, I know that the Dodgers will be favored in that series. 
Um, it's hard. How do you ever pin against a doctor? I don't right trust there? Will Smith in a ninth either, to be honest with you. It's my one, my one problem with the Braves is I don't trust Will Smith in the ninth either. That's the, that's, I think that's the one thing that really scares me. If I, if I'm picking them is that I just don't know where you're going to get from him in the ninth. Yeah. I, it's a bold call. Yep. And you, it, you, you're probably getting pretty good odds if you want to invest in that call. I likely will be doing so. Um, so just I, for I, entertainment purposes only. Yeah. Uh, for sure. In, in California. Yeah. Well, you, you, you have friends that are in Vegas, so there you go. That's I have it. no idea what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I just really like how I think that's they're, they're kind of building. I like what they did after Acuna got hurt. Obviously you'd love if Acuna was actually playing, but I like the fact they went out and got these guys. They pieced them together. Well, I like how the front three of their rotation works out. The, the Will Smith part is the, is the scariest part to me. And like if they have a one run lead and he's coming in to face Justin Turner and, and Mookie Betts and Trey Turner. Or like, Will Smith. Or, yeah. Will, or yeah, Will Smith also. Like, yeah, I'll be scared. We know how that. that went last year. Yeah, that that's true. Um, yeah, so that does worry me a little bit, but I, I really like this Braves team right now, and I don't really want to pick a pure favorite. You know, I, It's hard to pick against the Dodgers, but the Dodgers had that first game. It's hard to pick a team in that, that's in a one-game playoff, too. I mean, they may – they just they have a, a bad two innings in that game, and all of a sudden they're out of the playoffs. So uh, yeah. I'm going. I'm going Braves Astros in the World Series, and the Braves winning. Okay, bold call, Cotton. Um, I like it though. How about yourself? By the way, you were right on Adam Duvall. 112 RBIs led the National League. Yeah, he 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 was a part of that LABR team too. It's pretty wild. There's eight guys over 105 RBIs, and seven of them in the American League. Yeah, and yeah, well, it, it was the pitcher you know the nl being the pitcher league and the al being the hitter league actually kind of came to fruition this year the austin um, meadows 106 rbi still freaks me out every time i see it i just i have in my head somewhere that he had a bad year and he's a after, platoon player now yeah. and he hit two, yeah. he hit 230 but he had 106 rbis yeah might, might have been a lot of guys on base in tampa might yeah just a, just a few here and there but you're right he played 140 games within that too so that's yeah that's impressive i'm gonna go giants astros oh, that'd be a fun series I'd actually have to root for the Giants. It'd be crazy. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Baker versus his old team. Narrative That'd street. be fun. I like that. Do you think the vitriol is still there for Houston? Um, You're better judge of that in the as a Bay Area denizen of sorts. I feel like uh, in April and May it really, really was because nobody got that chance last year because there were no fans. I think that it kind of faded off from the year. I think that I maybe it ramps it, back up in the playoffs. I was going to say probably back in the playoffs when we get like national attention, you probably get some more of it. But I feel like everybody got out of their system in April and May a lot. And I just I wouldn't think so in the first series against Chicago. But if they face the Yankees or Red Sox, yeah, although the Red Sox will be hyper hypocritical. Um, it Someone actually is with the Yankees too, but but that's that's another story for another day. But the fans would definitely be when they when the Astros went to play the Yankees this year. That was like that was way louder than it was in Oakland or in the Dodgers. Like when they went to New York, that was like the the biggest they got booing. New York was louder than Oakland. Wow, <laughs> who knew? I walked right into that one. Yeah, but yeah, but it's, the anger know. anger level per fan was higher in New York. How about that? Yeah, it is. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that's a resting state too. But yeah, yeah. also true. Yeah. Um, but like it, I was, at, I was at the first series in the A's played the Astros. Like there was a lot of booing in the first couple of innings, and then it kind of just it gets lame after a while. It's just like focus on the game. Yeah, I think you just like you get it all out. We didn't get it out last year. I get it. I get why nobody likes them. Um, you know, but I think you got the booing out the first two at bats. I think it kind of like after that, I'm like let's let's move on. I think it's because some of the players were so unrepentant. That's why. That's For why. Sure. I, think I think you Bregman and Altuve are the two that like and Correa. Like I get yeah. that, but like you know nobody's booing Jordan Alvarez or Kyle Tucker, right? 
Right. Well, yeah, probably not. Or Brantley, you know, Springer got his share, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, it's going to be fun. I can't wait for the playoffs. Though. It's going to be fun. Me too. I love the playoffs. I always say I like it more when the A's and or our Reds are in it. But um, yeah. the, I, I love the A. I like the DS series the most. You get the four games. I love when you get like the back to back four games in a row. I like it when there's four series going. I really like the DS rounds. One of my favorite days of the sports year is mon- next Monday. Uh, so the day where the yeah the day where there's oh, they're playing like game one and game two is the other one so there were four games in a row. Oh no no well not that no a week from Monday because it's often like a game five uh, you get like two or three game fives and Monday night football it's yep. just it's just a lot to watch. Your Bengals playing good football right now. Yeah yeah pretty good. Might, it uh, might have to be it might have to be our... Jacksonville. I don't know about that was good football but I'll take it. You, you know, know if you're gonna have a horrible first half at least you come up and answer the bell in the second half. It might have after today's games might have to be our Bengals because I'm not sure our 49ers are doing much right now. They're confusing. They're very confusing. I mean, they're hurt again, but that's everybody so gets hurt. They're yeah. really hurt though. But um, do you play any? Uh, last question before we get out of here. Do you play any postseason fantasy baseball? Not typically, no. Uh, I'm going to play the NFBC game. They have that one Hold'em game where you have to kind of – it's fun. You have to pick yeah. like who wins the series. I do that. I've done that before. And you yeah, get multipliers based on um, based on if you pick the they, – they play in one round and they win. You have them in your lap the next round. They, they get they get multiplied. So you have to pick – you pretty much have to pick all the series, right? Because you get like three guys where you get one guy against the, the other team. So um, it's a fun little challenge and competition. I'll probably jump – I'll probably throw one team in there just for some some rooting interest and some side fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we'll talk to uh, Greg and Tom tomorrow, and we'll figure out what's going on with that. Maybe I'll get Beautiful. in there. Yeah, I know it's. I know it is up and running. I haven't looked how many teams are in there yet, but I'm sure they will. Uh, they don't. It doesn't count the wild card games. They wait until you have to know those because obviously you don't want to pick a bunch of players from those teams. They lose, so right. it starts on Thursday with the ALDS. So they have a couple of days to kind of market that and pump it. Let everybody finish their regular season. Everybody's kind of honing in on right. that, so we get everybody to spend this, spend all their winnings over on the on the new game here. Friday will be awesome. All four games yeah. going. That would be, that, that, be that's, the, that's the day I love. I love when there's the four straight games is fun. Yeah. It feels like an NCAA tournament kind of day, which is, which is great. So exactly. Uh, anything else? First of all, I just most more, more I want to say is thanks everybody for listening all season long. Thanks to Jeff and everybody at Rotowire for letting me do this uh, all season long. I do really appreciate that. Obviously, uh, you know, Jeff works there. I am just someone they allow to uh, be on the shows on Sunday night. So I really appreciate that. Appreciate everybody for listening. There was a lot of, uh, we talked a little bit on Twitter today. I was like, you know, my season sucked, all this kind of stuff. And there were a ton of comments about how, people, how much people liked the podcast, how much people got out of the podcast and they helped them. So I do really appreciate that. It means a lot. And we put a lot of work into doing this, but it's also a lot of fun too. So there's a, there's a lot of prep and stuff that goes in. And we kind of talked that, you know, every Sunday night we're like, oh my gosh, we're tired. We got to do this. And then like five minutes in, we're having a good time and, and enjoying it. So I want to, uh, so I want to say thanks to you. Thanks to Rotowire. Thanks to everybody for listening. Yeah, and, well, thank you. you. I mean, because you always do the organizational work, you kind of select the topics and kind of I just pull the string and let me talk. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoy doing this. And guys, we appreciate all the support we get, uh, especially because it's from our peers. Um, we with so many of our friends in this industry, and so many you know either in the community or in the NFBC that listen to us and you know give great feedback, and of course have been guests on our our shows too. We really appreciate that. Um, and I'm. I'm ready for 2022. I'm excited about that, but I'm also excited to have a little bit of a break from this, but uh, just because there's a lot going on in life, but uh, very excited uh, to do this another year. And I'm sure we'll be back again. We'll probably do some sort of podcast. I'm guessing unscheduled sometime this fall in reaction to big news or whatever. And then yeah. James Anderson's going to be doing weekly pods. I'm going to do like 
starting in January, I'm going to do a, a preview series, you know, team by team, try to get nice. 30 different guests. And so that should be a lot of fun too. Beautiful. I think we'll be back on weekly, kind of in like mid-February, something like that. Is that when we start? Something like that. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We thank our sponsor, WinBet, for their sponsorship all season long. Other than that, hope everybody has a uh, hope everybody's season turned out well. Hope everybody has a enjoys watching the playoffs. Hopefully, your team does well. All that kind of stuff. Other than that, thanks again for listening. We'll be back at you uh, in uh, in uh, 2022. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.